0: The following is a sponsored program paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
1: Good morning. Welcome to Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell and I'm joined this week by Jenna Tobble first alliance credit union good morning jenna
2: good morning andy
1: it's just you and i this week i hear it is all right last week on good money moves we talked about payday loans and the debt trap they often turn into for people who try to use them as a solution to their money troubles what are we going to cover this week
2: so this week we're gonna be busting some myths.
1: All right.
2: Yeah, so we're gonna kind of talk about some common misconceptions that people have about managing their money and helping kind of set the record straight on some sure, of that. Sure,
1: sure. Financial literacies, uh, literacy, getting rid of the myths. So let's, uh, what's the first myth we wanna bust this morning?
2: Yeah, so myth number one is, I don't make enough money to save. So this is one that I hear a lot from people around me. It's one that people express quite often. They just don't make enough money to save money. So it's a myth. (laughs) This idea actually comes from the thought process that in order to save, you have to have money left over after you're done spending. Except for most people, they always find something to spend their money on. Imagine so they never that. Feel that they, yeah, exactly. they never feel that they have enough that they can save. I mean, and to some degree, it's understandable that if you feel like most of your paycheck has to go to bills or paying off debt, um, and you kind of feel like you're living that paycheck-to-paycheck paycheck lifestyle, that you're not going to want to have even less money to spend on something a little fun or a treat for yourself to get you, th- or even to just get you through the next couple of weeks, so... Um, I would, one of the statistics I've shared before, so there's about 40% of people that say they couldn't save because they had too many expenses, or they didn't get paid enough in their job to start saving money, or they're too worried about paying off debt first to start saving, which yeah, I mean, well, again, you can kind of understand that feeling. You
1: can, but you find out that that goes across all income levels. It so you does. could have somebody in, in um, you know, six mm-hmm. figures, and they they there's probably forty percent of them who also indicate that they cannot save money.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the statistic I'm pulling from doesn't give income levels for who took this survey. Sure, so, but you know, it you is. It, you're very, you're very right. It is across all income levels, but um, disproportionately though, though, about forty five percent of U.S. households that earn less than thirty thousand a year aren't saving any money at all, and that's a huge problem.
1: And that's even more understandable too.
2: It is. It is. Um, but. Even at $30,000 a year, you can save something. You can eke out some level of savings, I guarantee it. Um, Nearly 33% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, which does explain their lack of savings, but it doesn't explain no savings whatsoever. Um, Even if you're grappling with big bills on a limited income, chances are there is some way to really find some modest amount that you can be saving. And the sooner you do, the better. Um, well, really what most people don't realize is that saving money isn't actually a sacrifice. And you don't actually have to be Warren Buffett before you can start saving money. And realistically, the less you make, the more urgent it is for you to be saving. Right. Because you don't have that extra income in your paycheck to pad an unexpected expense, even if you haven't saved for it. That, Someone with a larger income might have.
1: I think that's really important. You brought that up because the folks who are going to be harmed the most by the unexpected automobile repair or something like that are those who have that lower income level because that could knock them out of work and then start that spiral.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. The less you make, the more important it is to be saving, and it. it, it It kind of feels like a double standard in a way, but it it is the reality of the situation. Saving really does need to be a line item in your budget. Um, And the idea of of saving should be viewed that you're paying yourself, not robbing yourself of something. And I think if you can put the idea of saving money into that perspective, that is really going to help motivate you to start saving something. And it actually, you know, as I'm talking about this, kind of reminds me of a quote uh, that I heard recently that every time you spend money, you're making someone else rich. When you're saving money, you're making yourself rich. I I like that as well. Yeah. It really stuck with me. And you really have to think, if you think about your money and how you spend it and how you save it in that way, you're going to start treating yourself a little bit better. Um, Even if you can start saving $5 a paycheck, it's still saving something and after 1 year you'll have what 130 bucks i mean that'll help take care of you know a small unexpected expense that you don't now have to go try to take out a loan for
1: that's a brand even new if, that's a brand new car battery is what that is
2: yeah or even just helping cover some overdrafts if you if you need it i mean even that itself can really be a lifesaver for some people making sure you do get your bills paid cuz you got a little set aside in savings if things don't quite line up for your paychecks But it's actually just a really great start to building that emergency fund that we've talked about in past episodes as well. And I mean, really, once you start the habit of saving, you're gonna feel so much more confident with your finances. You're just gonna have a little bit more peace of mind. Um, And there's a lot of ways that, and we've talked about this in the past too, a lot of ways you can go about setting up, in automating your savings so you don't have to physically move that money yourself and feel have that kind of feel like you're taking something away from yourself which is so odd to me i never feel that way but that was how i was raised but there's a lot of people who feel like moving money out of your checking into a saving is stealing money from yourself (laughs) it it is a true feeling that people have but if you set up some automate you know automate deposits or automate um, transfers from your checking to your saving when you get paid as it can really kind of help you spend that money on yourself and kind of so you don't have you can't spend it on frivolous things you don't have access right. to
1: it right you won't miss it
2: yeah cuz you'll never have seen it in the first place Right. And you'll pretty soon you'll get used to not having that extra 25 bucks in your checking account to spend on you know whatever you come across in your life in the the day. I can think of so many things I've bought at the grocery store where I probably didn't really need to buy that. Oh, sure. But I I did because I was like, oh, I got the money. I'll just buy this little treat for the kids or, you know, whatever it is. But realistically, I mean, I could have put that money in savings and my kids would have been fine without the extra ice cream.
1: And down the road, they'd be in better positions.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, and another really a good benefit to point out for saving money is really that feeling of financial security you'll rely a lot less on credit and you're going to be able to take advantage of opportunities that arise Um, i'll give you a really great example of that uh personally uh I just bought a new couch for myself. And I had been saving and saving for it, knowing mine was kind of on its last legs and looking pretty dingy. <laughs> um, so I'd been saving up for that. And luckily, because I had money set aside for that, I was able to take advantage of a really good opportunity that came up on Craigslist recently for that couch. Because I had the cash on hand, I didn't have to try to use a credit card. You can't use you know, a credit card when you're buying stuff on Craigslist. you know. But it saved me. I, probably $2,000 wow. on almost a brand new couch because I had cash on hand. Nice but couch. You do, yeah, it is. <laughs> it was almost brand new. I was So I, that's just one example of why having some savings set aside, even for very specific goals, you can take advantage of really good opportunities and actually save yourself money in the long run because you planned ahead a little bit. Um, so really, the myth, I can't afford to save money, the reality is you can't afford not to save right.
1: money. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly, it's really what comes down. and you're yeah. talking about financial security is, what, you know, once you get the ball rolling, and you start to see that fund, that savings account, you know, grow a little bit at a time, a little bit of time, a little bit of time, time, and then all of a sudden something substantial that it just eases all sorts of anxiety you have concerning your monthly financial situation to have that, oh, yeah. To have that there and know that, hey, that's my money in case I need it.
2: Yeah, and that doesn't mean that you know you don't ever have to take out another loan again because you've got a an emergency fund, you know, or that you can't splurge on things here and there. But just having that that backbone essentially yeah. for your financial success.
1: We're going to take so a important. we're going to take a quick break here. Jenna Tobel with First Alliance Credit Union is with us this morning. We're busting some myths about savings. On Good Money Moves, News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
0: Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tauble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money
1: Moves. Andy Brownell along with Jenna Tauble with the First Alliance Credit Union on this Saturday morning. We're talking about myths. What's the next myth we need to bust today, Jenna?
2: yeah so myth number two my partner manages our money so i don't need to worry about it this is a very common theme um, (laughs) in any for a lot of relationships right so while it's really really totally fine to have one person in your household actively manage the money and the family budget It is absolutely crucial for both people in the relationship to be aware of the state of the family finances
1: well just on top of that i'm the person who is the money manager in our household and it makes me nervous because what if something happened to me
2: yeah oh yeah i mean you both should be capable of managing the household expenses knowing what investments you have um, exactly that if something were to happen to your partner or even if you were to get a divorce you know you need to be able to know where you're at financially um and you don't want to find out that your partner left you with a financial mess right i mean the last if if your partner unexpectedly passes away the last thing you want to deal with is unexpected money troubles that would be just terrible Um, so really managing your finances together means setting a budget together making sure you know how to access all your financial accounts you're understanding how much debt each of you owes together and separately and who those debts are owed to. Um, really, if you're not communicating regularly about something as important as family finances, you're you're bound to come into some surprises along the way. Um, and leaving finances up to one partner is way too much work and responsibility and stress for one person to manage. Um, things like money are, touch every aspect of your life, and that's meant to be shared in your relationship i'm not here to give relationship advice but i'm here to give financial (laughs) advice you need to talk to each other about your finances
1: well they do say it's if not the number one it's one of the top reasons couples fight
2: oh yeah it is yep Uh, finances and infidelity those are top two reasons uh people get divorces so it's a very important that you're on the same page and have a solid understanding of what's going on with with your finances um
1: well, you, you know, don't even again, you don't even have to always agree on it either, but at least correct. at least know what's going on.
2: Correct. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be great if you could come to mutual decisions on all of that. I think it, everyone's life would be much happier that way. Um, I'd
1: have a garage full of collector cars, and I'm not sure what what she would have. But <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, you're too funny. I mean, it, really though, and there's no one correct way to manage your finances either. There there really isn't. Um, even if you want to each maintain your own separate account, that's totally okay. Nobody says you have to have a joint checking account just because you're married. Um, a lot of people do, but a lot of people don't as well. But you both need to be able to discuss your finances openly. You're trying to build this life together, and that does involve a life of money. You know, Don't bury your head in the sand when it comes to each other's finances. Um, you know, it's, At the end of the day, it's your money, too. Uh, You want to make sure that you're on the same page and that you're openly discussing the financial decisions that you have with each other. Um, Again, you know, we say this every episode. I feel like if, if you just feel really scared or embarrassed about your financial situation, you're kind of not really sure what to do about it. You know, seek help from professionals like them advisors that we have at First Alliance. You know, they we sit down with couples all the time and go through budgeting, you know, what makes sense, what doesn't. Give you some resources to help you sort it out on your own. It, again, we're not finan- right. you know, we're not counselors, but we, <laughs> we know money and we know how to make it work. So, we'll but give you good advice there.
1: On the budgeting part of it, that's part of, you know, probably key to it if you if you have one person setting a budget that hasn't been accepted or Um, at least consulted Mm -hmm. towards the other person involved in this it's never going to work because Mm -hmm. you're not going to abide by the budget
2: yeah yeah you got you definitely got to be on the same page and you got to talk about it and only and even if it feels a little stressful you still got to get it
1: out there i mean okay again communicate and work together on the budget yeah what's what's the next myth
2: all right and we're gonna kind of stick with our budgeting topic a little bit but myth number three and we've talked about this in the past too but it's really important that's why i bring it up again is people believe budgeting takes too much work and it doesn't really help
1: oh my goodness yeah i know
2: which is probably why only about 32 percent of all americans actually maintain a household budget you know people often feel that budgeting just it takes too much work it's probably not even going to help change your situation that's kind of the mindset people go into um well uh, there is some truth that the first couple months of budgeting does take a little extra effort to wrap your head around and get a system working that really works for you but you're Um, not
1: talking about eight hours here you're talking about an hour here and there
2: yeah yeah it's not really a lot um in the grand scheme of things, I'm sure people have been to watch more Netflix than they have spent on their budgeting. So, and you can honestly do budgeting while you're watching Netflix. Yes, you can. I have done it. <laughs> no,
1: honest to goodness, this is the truth. I've got it set in such a way now, my system is so solidly in place. Maybe 10 minutes a week?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, when, yeah, once you get it up and running and you figure out what works, it, it goes by so quick because then you're just checking boxes. Yep. Yeah. I I did. I did that the way I was planning. Nope, I didn't. Maybe I should. Yeah.
1: Maybe I need to adjust on, this here. Yeah. You,
2: you know, whatever ice cream for the kids next week or whatever it is. But um, I mean, most people really do just kind of give up on, on budgeting after a month or two. So they don't actually see the success and that is possible when you follow a budget and that you stick to it. Um, but really a budget can help you stop worrying about money all the time. It can help you reach your goals so much more quickly because you have a game plan in place and you know what that game plan is. You know, if, if your goal is to pay off debt, well, you need to have a plan in place for that. And that's what a budget is for, you know, um, really it gives you some long-term financial stability that you're not going to have if you're just kind of winging it every month.
1: I don't Um, think it's even possible. I think if you don't, I mean, mm -hmm. I think you have to have that budget.
2: Oh, absolutely. To make this stuff work. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of people do have anxiety about budgeting. You know, they may feel that a budget's going to deprive them of spending their money on something they really want. Or they may not want to know how much they're spending on things like entertainment, eating out at restaurants, extra clothes, things like that. Um, but the catch, you really do already have a budget, <laughs> whether or not you're writing it down. It, a budget is just a list of where you've spent money
1: I always like the old saying that not making a decision is making a decision. And I think that holds true with the budgeting, as you said. Not having a budget isn't really true. You actually do have a budget.
2: Exactly. Yep. I mean, you're spending money somewhere. There's a line... You just haven't written it out. But if you really want to make the process even more pain-free for yourself, um, using something like a budgeting calculator, you know, First Alliance Credit Union offers one for free that you can download off our website, and that can really help keep the process more organized and give you a visual and keep it on track um, to make budgeting that just that much easier. Um, but I would also like to point out the the My Money budgeting tool that we've talked about before as well that we have available in our online banking system for our members and that just automatically puts all of your transactions into the buckets you tell it so it does take a little bit to set up at first but once you have it it just runs itself and you just go in and check it every month or week or however often you want to be checking on it Um, but really once you have a budget in place it will make it so much easier for you to make decisions about saving about spending um it just helps you make really good, informed financial decisions, really good money moves, right?
1: <laughs> Absolutely, good money moves, and the budget is probably one of the most important good money moves you can make.
2: It is. It's really a crucial kind of first step towards financial success.
1: Um, All right. It might
2: be tedious, um, but really, once you get it up and running, it's so easy to maintain.
1: All right. Another myth busted. We'll continue with Good Money Moves in just a moment on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9
0: FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, K-R-O-C-A-M, AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning, Andy Brownell
1: and Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union. It's Good Money Moves. Welcome back. And uh, we're busting or, yeah, busting myths today. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I've been trying to say. Um, We talked about budgeting in our previous segment and... We've covered that quite a bit because it is so important. What's what's another misconception or myth that we need to talk about today?
2: Sure. So myth number four, I don't need an emergency fund. I have credit cards. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we briefly touched on this at the beginning of the episode when we discussed savings, but emergency funds are so important to have. I mean, point blank, a credit card is not a good emergency plan. It means that you're taking out a loan to cover emergency expenses because you can't afford to pay it out of pocket, but you will pay for it out of pocket plus a high interest rate.
1: Or so, really, sometimes really high.
2: Yeah, yeah, especially if you were to turn to something like a payday loan like we talked about last week, then you're really in for some trouble. Um, so there are a lot of situations where it you may not be able to pay an emergency with a credit card as well i would um, so it's easy to think that credit cards are universally accepted but sometimes plastic just isn't an option um, and it could come at a really inconvenient moment sometimes too so for example if you have an emergency repair on your house and you hire a contractor a lot of contractors don't take credit cards you know, a lot of them work independently and they don't want to incur any of the additional fees and risks that can come with accepting credit card payments as opposed to cash, right? So that's, an, that's where that emergency fund would really come in handy. Um, but another common reason um, that you need an emergency fund is really to maintain your living expenses should you become unemployed, right? So if you lose your job, you don't have that emergency fund, so you're now relying on credit cards to kind of prop you up through that time. Well, that's not a good money move. You're racking up debt at the same time you do have no income. Right. And, and that is, yeah, it's well, a recipe a, for disaster.
1: Yeah. And there's a leg. you know, if you're laid off, as many people have been this year because of the pandemic, there's a leg mm-hmm. from the time your end of your last paycheck to the time you receive an unemployment benefit as well. Yes. And yes. you're going to need money to live on during that lag. You are
2: yeah so that's why even if you can put away you know 500 bucks or you know start with 150 i don't know something to get you into emergency fund right so you may not be able to put you're not going to be able to put away you know six months worth of your paychecks all at once it's just you have to build up to it so if you can start at you know let's say $5 $25 $50 a month it adds up really fast Um, and I don't think people realize how quickly that can add up after, if you, if you're doing it consistently. Um, but you you know, we've talked about this in the past episodes too, you know, start, set your goals small. You don't have to have this big, huge, intimidating goal in front of you work up in increments. And once you feel confident, you can hit that $100 goal, then that $500, then a thousand, then you start working towards those bigger ones. And you're going to feel, you know, more confident as you get through this. Um, you know, so ideally three to six months of living expenses is what your emergency fund should be Um, so make that i would make that your long-term goal but start small in the beginning
1: and when you and when you start you think about that that seems so impossible to do that but as you mentioned from experience if you start small you'll realize as that fund builds up and you see what you're accomplishing all of a sudden. magically becomes a lot easier to find that other $25, that other $50, the other $100 Mm -hmm. that accelerates the process. And uh, to be truthful, it's quite enjoyable.
2: (laughs) It it really is. I know people are probably rolling their eyes, no, whatever, (laughs) savings is so boring. but Once you get going, going
1: (laughs) yeah, you're right. It's difficult to actually just do that first step, but then once you're in it. That's where you kind of get that endorphin thing going when you see, oh, hey, look, I have yeah. some financial security. This is awesome.
2: Yeah. I mean, and maybe you'll get to the point where I find myself a lot going, well, I don't want to spend my savings. I know I, that's what I save for, but I like having it there. I like <laughs> having that number in my bank account.
1: <laughs> All right. So... We're talking about good money moves. We talked, you know, and we're busting these myths to point out the good money moves. If you want to find out more information about good money moves, I, of course, I'm going to go to Jenna and her references to the First Alliance Credit Union.
2: Absolutely. So I would strongly suggest you visit our website, firstalliancecu.com. Check out our blog. Um, we in our resource center we have all kinds of resource pages about savings budgeting debt credit so much more we have free tools like the budgeting calculator i mentioned earlier of course if you're already a member we have an entire suite of digital tools that you have access to through our online and mobile banking platforms like credit score tools and budgeting tools that i mentioned earlier Um, those are all free to our members Um, of course If you want a little bit more kind of personalized guidance for your situation and you're not quite sure what direction to move in or what your priorities should be, just reach out to us, you know, send us a message online. We have live chat. You can pick up the phone and call us. You can email us um, and we'll answer any questions you have and get you pointed in the right directions and help you start making some good money moves.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Jenna. Jenna Taubel with First Alliance Credit Union. We'll speak again next week. Yes with Good
0: Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM, and 96.9 FM.